Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hi loves, welcome back to another episode of Not Basic Blonde podcast. Today's episode is fascinating because my guest is John Emerald, who is seen on Netflix in the Goop Lab, and John is energy practitioner, author, educator, and founder of the Energy Flow Formula. So in this episode, we'll be discussing what is Energy Flow Formula, what is the science behind it, how are people made of energy, is it possible to heal yourself, how does energy get blocked, how are the chakras connected with energy fields, what affects our energy, how do we get drained, and so much more. But before we dive in, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review Not Basic Blonde podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hi, John. Thank you so much for being my guest. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, thank you. You have such a wonderful background and so much experience. You're very talented. Well, thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much for that. Let's dive in. Well, can you please tell us about yourself? Well, that's a that's a pretty open-ended question, but uh, like I am a background um, where you from? Yeah, really yeah, for sure. Um, I live in in LA, and um, I have I'm, I'm a licensed chiropractor. So my my original training was was you know working with patients in chiropractic uh, for over twenty plus years. I had a practice in Northern California, and over the time that I was working with people, I was developing. A more energetic approach and traveling around the world and studying with different people going to india multiple times going to south america going to um, asia and just really um, beginning to understand more and more about the energetic system and and some of the ancient practices and and approaches that have been around for thousands and thousands of years and i also have a very a very kind of scientific background my my both my parents were teachers my father was a biologist um, so I have a scientific side to me. So I, I've kind of merged different uh, approaches and practices with, uh, you know, with looking at what's the science behind this and that, and my chiropractic background, and then my experience working with many thousands of people over the decades um, into a, 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 an approach that I um, that I'm using now with uh, with with clients. How did you decide to become an energy practitioner? You know, I didn't actually decide as like oh i want to do this um i actually was a i was an athlete i was um you know surfing and i used to skateboard when i was growing up in northern california i skateboarded those big you know vert ramps big half pipes and and um and i and i had a very had a lot of injuries basically i was a fine art student in college and then um i was introduced to chiropractic through a, a, an instructor uh, I was taking an anatomy course and and 
uh, he was like, hey, John, what are you doing with your life? I'm like, oh, I'm an art major. And he's like, oh, well, you, you know, you're, you're doing this amazing in this anatomy class. I think you would be an amazing in the health field. Why have you thought about it? I said, no. And, and I just started exploring and looking and, and it turned out that chiropractic was, a, was an approach that was natural. It worked with the, the body. It worked, I, I thought I could work with athletes. I could help people. And uh, I ended up going into chiropractic college, but I didn't have a, a real interest or desire to do like healing work. I just thought, I thought, you know, it would be helping people with sports injuries. Um, my wife int really introduced me to the healing side of things. Um, her father was a medical doctor. Her mom was a nurse. She came out of a very medical family and she had some health challenges going on that nothing was helping, nothing was working, no medications, no doctors, you know, nobody could really help her. And she was referred to a chiropractor and, uh, and he was doing a more energetic approach that he was very, barely touching the body. And it was transformational for it changed her life. And she was like, Oh my God, I, whatever this is, I need to do it. I need to learn it. And so she came out to California to go to chiropractic college. And I met her in, in the, in the chiropractic um, curriculum. I met her, we, you know, we moved in together and she really exposed me to the healing side of, of things and, and, and opened me up to see that there's so much more to, um, you know, the body and, 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 uh, and to our, our kind of journey and path, uh, than just the physical, you know, physical mechanical parts. And so it opened me up to being able to experience how my emotions were factoring in. And, and I had a lot of symptoms. I had allergies and eczema and asthma and all these kind of health challenges. And so her experience, um, shifting things in her body and her life through an alternative approach, uh, this kind of energetic form of chiropractic really opened me up to see that, Hey, um, maybe I'll try this too. And so she exposed me really to that. And then I had a clearing of all these symptoms that um, through, through body work and energy work and chiropractic work, got more and more interested in it. And um, so in my practice over the years and working with people, I also would see that they would have things happening in their lives and showing up in their physical bodies. And those two things have a direct correlation. So like someone would have severe back pain and then they would be going through like financial challenges or relationship stress, or, um, they would, you know, they would have a, they would have a job they hate, or, you know, they would have some family member they were in a big uh, fight with, and then they would end up having neck pain. And so I started to see the relationship between life circumstances and physical symptoms. And then I started getting exposed to more and more energetic approaches. And I realized you can do a lot more with less force, um, helping bring people more aware of their bodies and helping them start to feel and experience the subtle energy around them and within them. And that opened up a whole new area where instead of working just on the physical, we were working more and more. I, I started working more and more on the invisible in a way that the, the things that you can't really see, but they influence and affect us on many, many levels. Wow. I totally believe our body and mind are connected and we can heal ourselves using proper nutrition and our body and our actual energy like we can heal ourselves by resolving some issues and i do believe that some issues that are going on in our lives do reflect on our body like our body doing the signals to us where is the issue it's like reflecting in our body absolutely it's um the body is is like a if you think about where your consciousness is you, you really it's an interesting thing to think about like, okay, where is my consciousness, my, my ability to see, experience, feel, and know that I exist even like that I'm a human being, that I'm a, 
that I, you know, I have a past and a future and I have a, a sense of self and personality and identity, all of that consciousness and awareness doesn't really exist in a location. It's not like, oh, you can slice open a section of the body or the brain and point to this spot and say, oh, that's where your consciousness is. You can say, well, that's where the, the nerve connections are. That's where this, you know, there's information traveling back and forth through these nerves. There's, you know, pathways that are happening in the, you know, biochemistry, but you cannot identify where somebody's consciousness actually is because it doesn't really exist in a spot. And so the body is an interesting thing because the, the human body is like the place where we, we can kind of collapse or consolidate our, this, this vast, you know, infinite consciousness that we are and are part of, and we experience it through, through this body. And so there's everything is that the body is really the interface of the world, you know, within us and the world around us and everything gets experienced and, and happens through the physical body. So, but the physical body is mo so much more than just, you know, physical parts because it's a bunch of cells that even at the subatomic level be, you know, at the very m m below the microscopic level is, is, um, is all actually patterns of energy. And so, here you have this body that looks and feels physical to us when we just kind of interact with it from a, a regular consciousness state. But when you really get down to it, it's actually all patterns of energy vibrating at different frequencies. And so when you start working with the quote unquote body from a more energetic approach, you start working with the energy that's there versus just the physical mechanical parts. And it really gives a, a, a very different path to any kind of health approach or healing approach. Totally. How did you discover the energy flow formula and what is it? So uh, what I call the energy flow formula is like, is a, a combination of all the different approaches and techniques and, 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 and exercises and tools and clinical ways of working with people that I've like put together um, in my 25 plus years of working with clients and patients. So um, what I found is that there's things that you can do on your own using your breathing, um, focused attention, movements of your body, um, different types of meditations, visualizations, and exercises. And then there are things that I can do with people, like when I work with them on a, on a table, when I work with them in person, that I can influence and affect the flow of energy in the body and change and shift their, help, help them become more aware and shift patterns. And so the combination of exercises you can do yourself, practices and things that I do with people to enhance or increase energy flow is what I call the energy flow formula. So it's, 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 um, think some things I've discovered on, on my own through working with many thousands of people. Some things are adapted from ancient practices and, and techniques and approaches that I've experienced and, um, been, been exposed to. And, um, I I combine it all together. And then the science behind, that some of the models and maps and ways that I'm looking at things, I, I, I look at research to see, does this match what I'm experiencing or feeling um, when I'm working with the body? And I look for things that support the kind of outcomes that I'm getting and help me actually take it further. So that's all part of that formula. I, I take the science and I take the clinical experience and I take, you know, practices that have been around for many, many thousands of years and I combine it all together. That's very interesting. And also people are made of energy. Would you please tell us more about it? Yeah, I mean, I mentioned it a moment ago. It's like um, uh, all your cells of your body 
um, are made up of you know of atoms, and and those atoms at the at the subatomic level. So when you like when you go you know at the smaller level than even the atom, we call that the subatomic level. And this is where you get into the into the the, the I guess you could say the realm of 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 quantum, or, or like this is what quantum physics is you know based on looking at uh, what happens at the at the like the level be, below the atom. And what we know is that everything at that level is a is kind of a, a it's it's kind of exists in a, in a in a like a sort of state of potentiality or possibility where things are not really solid things are more of a kind of a wave pattern of energy even things that appear solid actually are not they're actually energy so when we zoom back out to the macroscopic world the physical world we see oh the world around us we feel our bodies we see things we can touch a wall we can stand on a floor it all feels and seems it's solid but really at the fundamental level it's actually vibrating patterns of of energy and the body is no different it's it's all it's all energy so once you understand that and you and especially when you have an experience of that which is what a lot of people have when when someone has a spiritual awakening when they have an 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 awareness that they aren't just solid and their body isn't just solid that they are energy and they are they exist beyond the even the limitations of the physical body it really changes your experience of the world around you and it changes your experience of what your body is and and once you experience it as energy it opens up all this possibility that you can change things you can shift things you can grow you can you can um you can heal everything becomes possible that didn't seem maybe possible when you actually were locked into the illusion that you were just a solid mechanical physical body Oh, wow. But I have a strong intuition myself. I mean, I can feel people, but yeah, I'm not that advanced on that kind of levels, but just like small things, I can totally feel sometimes a made decision based so, on my intuition sometimes. So how do you feel it? So when you are experiencing, when you just feel something or you know something or you tune into a person or it, is it, does it sometimes happen when you're not even around them? Is it, is it, is it usually when you're when you just like walk into a room or you connect with them and you feel them or does it matter do you always just kind of get a sense or know where there are certain times when you visualize or feel something or how does it show up for you how do you get that energetic sense when you when you tune into something or or when you know something or have a strong intuition about it how do, how does it show up so sometimes I just get a name in my head, like just some name uh-huh. up and it's just there. And then I find out that somebody with such and such name, it's something happened to that person. Or like I, I had before, I don't know why, I just, I was on vacation and I just had word death come into my mind. And then my uh-huh. grandpa called me like our relative died. And then it's just like, sometimes it's so weird. It just comes like, or sometimes I just feel something I just get like a feeling in my head or just get this joy or just like uh-huh. smell or just something. Uh, and it just comes up and then it just happens. Or when somebody asking me about something and I feel like it's not right, it, it's not supposed to be the way it is. I was like, no, there is a mistake. Yeah. There is something. And it's, that's the way it is. Yeah. You know, everybody who, you know, I, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to work with a, a very, um, you know, successful clientele, I guess you could say successful in terms of they've, they've, you know, most of them have, have 
a lot of success in their business or in their career or they you know they're they're they've they've achieved quite 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 a lot across the board everybody has experiences like what you just described it comes out in different ways for people but that thing sometimes it's just like a name that pops into your head sometimes it's like you know you think of that person and they call you immediately like the, in, like a few minutes later oh, that or like always. Later, you see it always. right <laughs> so, yeah i even know so, what they can tell me <laughs> yeah right so there is a um there is actually a a, a good deal of the of, of of research that has been done um it's still considered pretty fringe but even some some um pretty uh like solid science uh scientific um research has been done um that that like for example one of the one of the uh, people that i'm a fan of is this this researcher named rupert sheldrake and he has done research on uh he used dogs and and he did research to show that like in so many cases dogs know that their owners are on their way home from somewhere he actually wrote a book on it called something about uh dogs whose owner um uh, dogs who know their owners are coming home so they were able to actually film these dogs and when the person was leaving their place of work even if it was like you know 20 miles away um even if it was at a different time or at, on, on different days they switched things around they came from different directions they they did all these different ways to interrupt what might be a pattern that the dog would just know because of like a certain time of the day. And they, these dogs would just like run to the door, like they would change their behavior and like prepare for the person to be coming home. So there's some kind of non-physical communication that's happening, right? There's some kind of energetic knowing or, uh, um, and there's a lot of theories on what it might be, but it could be quantum entanglement. It could be, you know, like ha ha it could be some kind of, uh, kind of, uh, connection to, to on this on this other you know this other dimension that is that is non-physical which which allows us to know things um and maybe it's about going even for for human beings there are you know plenty of people that have have significant skills in being able to what's called remote viewing remote viewing is like when they would put people actually the u.s government and a number of governments have have um the CIA had a had a they had a program at one point where they would have people sitting in a room and these people were very talented at being able to like tune into a coordinate on a map and they could like just tune into the energy and the field and they could like zoom in in their mind and they could tell like what was happening in that area they could draw a picture of what was going on so they were using it for spying these these people that like had this crazy you know intuitive ability to tune into these things so everybody who's like really successful in whatever they're doing always listens to that. They listen to that knowing, like when you, when you said, Hey, um, I get a sense like something's off here and you just go, no, this doesn't feel right. Or when you get a sense of like, I gotta, like I, someone pops into my mind, I gotta call them up or, you know, just, just sometimes it's a visual for people. Sometimes it's a very strong feeling in their body. Sometimes it's a, they hear it, the words spoken and like, but there's some way we're processing this information that, the fact that we're all interconnected gives us some ability to tune into things that are going on in other dimensions. Yeah. How do you feel it? You know, for me, it's like, a, it's a combination. It's called, they call it a synesthesia, which is like a combination of different feelings and sensations all at once. So I am like very kinesthetic. So I just kind of sense and feel things 
and know things. It's kind of in my body, but at the same time, I, I feel a shift in the field of energy around me. I feel a shift in, in myself. Um, like I can feel my energy kind of drop down or I can feel it expand. I see shifts and changes when I'm interacting with people. Um, like I can see the energy changing around their body and I can see their body sometimes. I've actually had experiences where um, I've been able to see the person as almost like, um, if you imagine like, um, well, how could I describe it? It's like if you were if you were shuffling through like a deck of cards and every card had a different face on it and you were flipping through it and you could just see it all kind of like changing to different faces. I've been able to, I've been working with people where I've seen that, where I can feel like they're almost different versions of them all kind of flipping through different realities. Um, you know, I'll see it. I'll see their, I'll see a fully healed and energized version of them. I'll see a, like a injured or, or a sick version of them. And they all kind of like coexist in the same space. So, you know, when you, when you go into, into, uh, in quantum physics and, in and, um, and in the description of like, um, the fifth dimension, um, there's a, there's a term that's called superposition and it, it's like it, it, a way to describe like that, that really on one level we exist in, there's a whole, there's, there's a theory called the mini world theory. It's like, there's many different versions of us come simultaneously existing in different dimensions all at once. We experience us here in the three-dimensional world, but there's like infinite almost versions of us that are all coexisting. And it depends on what energy state we're in and what consciousness we're in that could dial in or kind of tap into a version that's like the, the healed version or the sick version. And so sometimes I'm working with people and I, I will actually experience and see and feel all these different sort of possible realities all sort of existing. And I think one of my, one of my, gifts that I've, I've sort of cultivated is being able to hold that space of like, well, I don't just see you. Uh, well, yeah, I don't see you as just uh, this person that's sick or has this injury or this challenge. I actually experience you as this vast, you know, infinite consciousness. And you happen to have this particular thing happening in this moment, but there's all these different possibilities existing within you energetically and I can kind of help dial in and kind of coax out or help you remember that, oh, wait, there's this whole other um, energetic possibility that you could tap into right now. So we can sometimes we can have a, a very dramatic, often a very dramatic shift where someone's like, they've got a condition, they've got a challenge, they've got something going on. And it just seems like it's just, that's the way it is. And then we do a session and it just like frees it up. And suddenly there's this sense of like possibility, like, wait, maybe I'm not you know, maybe this is, maybe this can all change in a, in a moment. And so I've just found that there's so many different ways that people do experience energy. I mean, some people hear it, some people feel it, some people see it, some people uh, it's a sense or a feeling in deep in their heart. Some people it's like they feel it in their head. Some people it's a vibration. Um, some people hear very specific words. Um, some people it's colors and uh, visions of the, of the future or things that happened in the past. There's all different ways that it's going to show up um, on our sort of radar of our, of our screen of our consciousness. And what kind of issues people have uh, when they come to you mostly? But it's, it's, it's so many different um, things at this point. Um, a lot of the people that I work with 
are pretty high, you know, performing. And so it might be actors or singers, or it might be um, entrepreneurs or people that are, you know, building companies or running large organizations or whatever it is. And it, it's not, I mean, some people are, you know, some people it's just, they, they're, they're a parent and they have, you know, they have kids and they have a household to run and everything. So it, it's a variety, but, but generally I see a lot of people that have some degree of, of like anxiety, a sense of like unsettledness, especially now with like COVID going on and all the uncertainties for a lot of people financially, some of the, the, the challenges with um, just not knowing what's going to happen. You know, we never really know, but a, a real sense of instability. There's the election coming up. There's, there's a lot of, so there's a lot of apprehension and kind of a, a, a lot of nervous kind of energy and anxiousness that, that people, and sometimes it's very severe where people can't barely function because they're, they just feel kind of frozen. They feel overwhelmed, um, hard to breathe. They have panic attacks. I mean, I have a lot of people that are, they, they just, they, they experience depression. They just feel like uh, even though everything's going amazing, it looks great on paper, you know, that like it's really, they're going through a kind of a dark time. Um, I see a lot of people that have, you know, some type of injuries or disease or sickness going on. Like, you know, maybe they're very active in the world, but maybe they have like a chronic injury or chronic pain or they get migraines or they have, you know, like usually it's things like that on the physical level. And then I have a lot of people that use me for optimization. Maybe they don't have any physical symptoms, but they, when I work with them, they feel completely like energized and they feel free and they feel open and they feel creative and they feel like they can, um, they can get new ideas and downloads. I have a lot of artists, like different entertainers and artists and stuff that I work with that when I work with them, they just like opens up these kind of pathways in their brain and body and they feel they get inspired. And a lot of people that are stressed out because they're working hard and they're like, they, you know it's just like kind of they're stressed and so the stress brings you out of that state of uh, kind of possibility and freedom and expansiveness and creativity and it puts you in a more reactive kind of fight or flight mode and so a lot of people that I work with it's to shift that and to open things up so that they can create more and I have like clients that have me come and work with them and every time I work with them they're like I these deals that you know, they're like in real estate or they're in uh, manufacturing. And I have a, a client who has a big seller on Amazon or something. And like every time I work with them, he gets ideas and he creates new products and he, he finds ways to negotiate something like he just gets energized and opened up. And so I have a lot of people that use me like that, kind of like a secret weapon. And then I have some people that really are going through some significant health challenges that really feel that their whole being and body just relaxes and opens up and their immune system works better and their ability to kind of heal and recover and self, you know, sort of know, know, know more effectively, like have a better self-awareness of what they need and what they don't, what, what's working for them and what isn't. Um, and enhances it tremendously because you're more connected. And, um, and that uh, is kind of a, a range of the kind of uh, clients that I, I usually see. I see. I've used some healers help before and I know that most of them told me that when you tense and stressed out, your energy gets blocked. When you blocked, you can't really have normal energy flow. So especially if you're in sales or if you're in the business, running business, 
it's not the best time for you because you're not functioning at your highest level. Yes, absolutely. This is very common with creatives because you, most creatives, really, I'm going to say like all creatives that I work with, people that are, you know, whether they're producing uh, shows or creating movies, whether they're artists and they're creating like visual art, whether they're actors or or they're, or they're entrepreneurs, that they're creating something that didn't exist before or a new version of something. It's like you have to be receptive to and listen, be able to listen to that that intuition and that knowing and also be able to uh, have your, in a way, your antenna um, kind of tuned in to new ideas and possibilities. And when you're stressed out, it's it's like a kind of blinders come on. It's, it's your body goes into this reactive mode. You're more dealing with what's right in front of you. You're, you're not thinking, you're not able to think in the same way because part of the fight or flight response in the body is that you, sh- you direct blood flow down toward the lower part of the brain, the brainstem, which is called like reptilian brain or the limbic brain which is all tied into emotions and reactions. And you take blood flow away from the parts of the higher brain, which are tied into like higher thinking, create, create, creative problem solving and, and the ability to kind of over, like overrule the reactive you know, part of you that would just like want to run away or fight. And you go, maybe that's not the best idea. I can see a new possibility here. So when you're in that stress state, you're actually, it changes your physiology, it changes your body. And it changes your energy in a way that it's it's very difficult to stay in that like active creation mode. So a lot of times, it, like creators that are really really, they get inspired, they get um, ideas, they start projects. Or, like you get into it, and you start getting ground down by the by the um, just the, the hours and the effort and the energy you're putting into it, and like and the stresses that come along the way of dealing with the details. And so a lot of like really creative people, they, they, they find that they, they end up getting really stressed and depressed to be, or anxious because they, they get stuck in that mode. So I, I come in and I help a lot of those people um, open things back up and, um, and then things start flowing again. And then all of a sudden, like the person, now that person pops into your mind and that, that just like we were talking about earlier, the intuition really kicks in. And also it's beyond just intuition. It's like your connection to the universe where things start coming to you rather than you efforting. And when you're in a energy flow state, when you're in a true state of flow, it feels like zero friction. It feels like you're just gliding along and everything's just effortlessly happening and you feel connected, you feel good, you feel focused, you feel powerful and you can create powerfully and um, it just doesn't feel like any effort. How are the chakras connect to this energy field? The chakras are they they don't exist on the physical in the physical like three-dimensional world they're not a they're not a physical location they have areas of the body they're associated with but they are they're kind of like if they're kind of like invisible vortexes like almost think of like a like a swirling gentle tornado of energy that's like going through the front and back of the body um in up the spine at different regions and there's one that goes down through the pelvic floor and then there's one that like goes up through the crown. Uh, there are people that teach that that there are you know many chakras um, outside of the body as well. These energetic centers that um, some people teach up up to like eight or twelve different energy centers or chakras. What the chakras essentially are is is they are a like a a way to take the energy of the universe around us and kind of 
transform it or step it down into a usable form in the, in the three-dimensional world, in the physical body and in our lives. And so um, there's this like relationship between the chakras and the consciousness that we're experiencing. So as you move up through the chakras from the lower to the higher, there's a, a relationship to how expanded you feel in your consciousness and what type of consciousness you're tapped into, like the root, the pelvic, pelvic you know chakra the lower first chakra is associated more with like our sense of grounding and connection to the earth and our sense of of um you know being in this physical body and our safety and security whereas you connect into the higher like the crown that's more connected to our 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 sense of connection to the universe and to the infinite and and goes beyond even our soul to that like sense of oneness so there's a there's an energetic a whole energetic anatomy really and the chakras are part of it the subtle body this the different layers of the subtle system which is this kind of field around the body which is um interwoven with the physical body uh that's another part of it then you have the in the in the vedic tradition which is the eastern it came out of india primarily but also like tibet and nepal and and like the buddhist and the hindu practices um the, the technology of, of the, of the subtle energy system was they, they talk about the, what's called the nadis, which is spelled N-A-D-I-S. And the nadis are the energetic channels that run through the body, not on the physical level, but they're like an, an a whole energetic network. They said there's like 72,000 of these little like pathways or channels mm, that run through the body. So there's a lot of, there's a whole energetic um, like I said, anatomy that you can begin to learn to work with and start to feel more. Some people feel it as um, a central channel that moves up through the spine. And it, like when people talk about Kundalini energy or talk about energy um, moving through the body in, in a kind of a wave, which you could see if, if, if people have ever seen me working with people, you can see that a lot of times people's body moves in kind of this wavy fashion the spine is actually shaped like a wave and the central channel of the spine where the spinal cord goes through also in the, in that Vedic tradition, they call it the Sushumna, which is the central like energetic channel through the body. And when people have energetic awakenings where energy starts surging and moving through their bodies, it typically goes up through that central channel in a wave. And the spine is shaped like a wave in the way the neck curve and the back curve and then, then the tailbone curves go so the spine actually starts to move more fluidly as energy is flowing through and the whole system opens up. So there's this whole um, energetic, like I said, anatomy, and there's a whole uh, interconnection between the chakras, which are kind of bringing energy from around the body, through the body, and the consciousness that ties into that is, is, is experienced through our sensory system and our senses beyond our physical body. We are able to you might call it a sixth sense, but we can feel or sense subtle things and shifts in the field. And then we have energy that can move through the body and up the central channel. We have energy that can move through all the, all the, uh, uh, these nadis, which are these little energetic channels moving through the body. And, and then we have energy that moves through the, the fascia, the network of like the connective tissue that connects the body. It just connects, it connects our skin. It, it's, it's, it's through all our organs. It, it's um, it's made up of collagen fibers, and it um, it actually functions kind of like a essentially like a um, 
fiber optics. The, the, the research has found that like we actually communicate in our bodies via light. It's called ultra weak biophoton emission. Um, so we actually have um, uh, communication via light uh, traveling through our bodies and it's happening on, uh, um, through the connective tissues, which is where uh, researchers um, are finding like people like James Oshman, Dr. James Oshman has found that the theory is that, um, the acupuncture meridians that people experience. If you've ever received acupuncture and felt like energy moving in different parts of your body, that they're tapping into these points that connects into the connective tissues and that sends this information through the body through like a light, a type of uh, communication via waves of light. So we have a lot going on in our physical body, but we have a lot going on in our energetic system and, and science is starting to uh, actually have more uh, data, more research is being done that's showing more and more how we are primarily an energetic being in an energetic system. And as we learn more about this, we're going to see more and more movement toward approaches that use energy. Like we already test things out. We, we, we diagnose with energy. I mean, when someone gets an MRI or someone gets an X-ray, that's a, those are frequencies of energy that we measure and capture on a you know for an x-ray it's on a photographic plate but if for an mri it's like a we send in a pulse and it actually causes the cells of the body energetically to like jump into a different frequency and then when they drop back it measures the difference and it actually is one of the ways that's how a mri can give you information about what's happening in the body it's all energetic even though we're measuring things with energy we're still treating most things with mechanical and biochemical, you know, approaches like surgery and um, drugs. And, and so what's going to happen in the coming decades is we're going to have more and more devices and technologies that use energy and, and also, you know, hands-on kind of body work and stuff that returns to some of the foundational practices and principles that have been around for thousands of years. But with new technology, we're going to see, I think, frequencies and vibrations and there are already a lot of devices coming to market that are like uh, using different frequencies of energy to address physical patterns there are researchers and, and doctors in europe using different um, frequencies to address cancer um, there's like there's a lot that's happening in this realm so it's a pretty exciting time for anyone who's exploring like working with quote unquote energy but what affects our energy how can we protect it well, I mean, the truth is everything affects it, right? I mean, like our thoughts affect our energy and our energy affects our thoughts. Um, our um, food that we put into our body affects our energy. The quality of, of light that we um, experience um, affects our energy and our circadian rhythms. The exercise and moving our bodies affects our energy. Um, but one of the things that happens so often is people are in various, like, emotionally stressful states and they are anxious about something they're concerned about something they lose trust in in themselves and and um and they get into this like highly anxious like oh my god i have to get all i have to hold it all together i uh, i have to try to control things and so so that affects our energy because it puts our body in a, into this like stress state and so anything that create stress in our system, whether it's uh, uh, what we're focusing on and thinking about, whether it's well, the, the feelings that we keep ha rehashing and, and experiencing over and over, uh, whether it's a, a poor diet or 
or a, a lack of moving our body, um, um, whether it's um, chemicals that we're putting into our bodies, you know, all of those things, they affect our energy dramatically. And so I would say uh, that, you know, over anything else that you could, that you could do, whether, whether it's um, physical exercise, nutrition, um, different medications, et cetera, learning how to recognize your current kind of energetic state and where you're really, where you are energetically and what's happening in your mind and your emotions and recognizing that and starting to actually have some tools to be able to shift that on your own can change your life more than anything you could really do from the outside because it's, it's an inner game. I mean, it's like, it's, as you increase awareness and you shift your consciousness, you start feeling new things and you start seeing new possibilities. And as you shift your energy, you, you get more creative, you get more, um, you, you get to tra uh, like transform yourself and you transform the world around you. And a, an example would be, you know, of how energy can dramatically change the physical world is that if you have water and you boil that water, you hit a certain temperature, you hit, you know, 212 degrees Fahrenheit and the water will actually start vibrating at such a frequency that at that threshold it becomes steam it becomes vapor it's as the boiling point it just it rapidly evaporates and it's not that the water went away it just be, it changed form so you just added energy in the form of heat and it changed the nature of water if you suck that energy out by putting that water in a freezer it'll hit 32 fahrenheit and that water will go from a liquid to a solid and now the function of that water is different you can literally hold it in your hand now and it's a solid block instead of a liquid that's flowing everywhere or steam that you can't even touch so it's still h2o but you just change the amount of energy there and that changed the nature of reality and it works the same way for really our lives when you are in a like a low energy place and you feel all like a kind of you're going to feel depressed and things are going to feel like they're breaking down and not working when you're in a high energy state things are going to flow effortlessly and you're going to feel like everything is possible. So the same principles really apply to things outside of our bodies because we're mostly made of water too. We're like 70% plus water. So energy is a, is a major factor in, in how we function and what happens in our lives. And just knowing that we can change that ourselves, we can affect our energy and we can shift how we experience things and like, what things mean to us and we can shift our consciousness gives us the ability to change things in the, in the outer world because they really don't exist separate from us. And when we shift the way we feel and experience and look at them and experience and interact with them, we can change reality. There is so much science behind it. It's just fascinating. There's a lot more coming. I mean, there, there just, there has not been a, a real, uh, you know, research gets done you know, in, in the scientific community based on grants and, and, um, and is funded usually like it's funded by somebody. So pharmaceutical companies fund a lot of research on medical devices and different drugs and, and look, finding out, you know, how can like right now there's a tremendous amount of funding for vaccine research for COVID, et cetera. So there has not been a lot of funding for research on the energetic system and how, you know, approaches that involve energy can affect and change things. It's just, it, there is not a lot of, there's, there's, there's not a, a lot of money at this point to be made in it. So, but I think that will change as we, 
as we get some of the larger companies coming in and seeing that maybe there's some devices that can be created. Uh, maybe there can be like different frequencies that can be put into the body. Uh, maybe there can be just different diagnostic tools, et cetera. So I think we're going to see, like I said, in the coming decades, a lot more research that is going to support more data that shows, hey, this, this is an energetic system. We can use more energetic approaches. We don't need to use so, such a physical approach so often. And I think we'll see a lot of medications maybe replaced down the road with devices that people wear on their wrists or a frequency pattern that you might like get through your computer or who knows. But I think we're moving in that direction. There are already a lot of things that exist that are shaping this, this like age of energy that we're in. And that was one of the things that Nikolai Tesla, the, the uh, inventor that uh, Elon Musk named, you know, the Tesla car after he said the 21st century, he, he's, he's passed on, he's no longer living, but he, he said the 20th, 21st century is going to be the age of energy. And this is where we're, we're going to like our, our, our knowledge and, and use of energy is going to change dramatically. And it's going to be no different for the human body, you know, over the next number of decades, we're going to see massive changes. And so I like to think that what I'm doing is, is, is on the, on the cutting edge of, of, of what is possible when you start working with and having a good understanding of how energy works with the human body. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I got, I'm getting to share it with more people. Yeah, that's amazing. You were in one of the Netflix episodes and what were you doing to Vinette Paltrow in that episode? So I, yeah, I was in an episode of the Goop Lab uh, show on Netflix, which was a, which was a show that Gwyneth Paltrow um, created uh, and it came out earlier this year, it came out in actually in February, a little while before all the COVID stuff started. And so that episode was just the fifth episode of that series, um, of that Goop Lab series, and just showed me working with people and showed me working with Gwyneth and, and some other people. Um, what I was doing there was working actually in the field of energy around the physical body. And you can see the response, you can see that the body moves, you can see that there's oftentimes emotion, there's vibrating or shaking, or there's like a wave of energy moving through. And it's pretty, you know, you can dramatically see that the person's body is responding without me physically touching. So it's a good place for anyone who might have listened this far that is like, okay, what is this guy talking about? If you haven't seen that, um, they could, they could look that up on, on, on Netflix, Goop Lab. They could look for the fifth episode. They could see me working with people. And I'm, and I'm influencing the field of energy, which is then changing the way the physical body responds. And so the body releases tension. There's emotional expression, which is also a way to release energy. There's a, there's a release of tension in the spinal cord and in the muscles. Um, there's a, an opening up of the whole energetic system where people feel uh, refreshed, reset. Um, they feel um, they, they, they're like resolving things that are held in the body. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's something that people can watch. You can very much see what's happening and it's pretty dramatic in some cases. So you go, Whoa, is this real? You know, is this really happening? Like, like, are these people faking it? Um, and, and so I had, I had a lot of that, uh, after that show came out because people had never seen something like this and they were just like, it's like, how can this, how can somebody's body move and vibrate and shake and do all this stuff when you're not actually physically touching it? I believe this is a good, <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
possible. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, think about like what happens to somebody if, um, you know, you, you, um, see someone that you're attracted to somehow like energetically there's a connection and you see them across the room and like you didn't they didn't touch you and there was just maybe a look exchanged and you feel that in your body and you're like whoa like okay that just really affected me um or in uh, um if you're driving and and you you know see like lights flashing the red and red and blue lights flashing behind you and you go oh no this cop's pulling me over and for a moment before they pass you by and don't pull you over, like your whole body goes into like a stress state, like nothing touched you. It was just light from the, you know, siren that actually, um, you know, flashed in your eyes, but you can change your whole reality. And so someone could blow gently on the back of your neck or, or touch you on the arm or not even touch you, but just like kind of brush up almost against you, but not quite touch. And it could completely change the, your, your, your whole body could go into like, Ooh, like a shivers. So, we respond to energy um, and, and we all know this. I mean, we, it's, it's not a, it's, it's a proven fact, you know, it's like we respond to energy before we actually respond to the physical. We, we feel and sense things before they actually touch the body. You can measure the energetic field of the heart several feet or more off the body. Um, it actually has an actual electromagnetic field that you can actually, that's beyond the, the limits of the physical body quite far off the body so there is um it's real and you know we we are energetic we do respond to energy and working with energy um is is not like this woo woo thing that's just this completely disconnected from any kind of like physical and scientific reality it is the future of how we're gonna approach the body in many many cases there's always a, there's always going to be like a time and place, I think for a long time for physical surgeries, um, for medications, et cetera. And there's a time for everything, but so many of the things that we are, are doing oftentimes physically because we're looking for a physical solution and trying to like work things out physically could completely have a, you know, have a, such a, 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 we could have such an easier time and we could shift things so dramatically and not need to be, trying to do things so physically if we were more connected energetically. And so my, my kind of role is to help people be more masterful of, of like using their own energy and feeling the energy around them and operated in the world more energetically. What about when we meet someone and we're attracted to the person? Is there actually like energy compatibility or some people we meet and we are not really yeah and get along is there energetical non-compatibility like how does well it there yeah i mean like from an energetic perspective in in um there, there's a phenomenon called resonance and there's something called dissonance so resonance is when things are in sync it's when there's a harmonious like uh syncing up the wave the wave patterns of energy flow are actually aligning so that everything flows together so if like you take a tuning fork and you banging it on something and it's ringing. And then you have another tuning fork that's calibrated to that same frequency. And you hold up that tuning fork, it will pick up the frequency waves of that tuning fork and it will start vibrating and they'll both start ringing because they're in resonance with each other. Conversely, dissonance is, is, is the experience of when it's like the energy of like fingernails on a chalkboard. It's like when someone scrapes their finger across and you get that, that, that really abrasive feeling in your body it's a frequency that does not, it's not harmonious. And so in my experience of working with people, like people that trigger us, that, that we feel dissonance with, they actually 
in a way kind of resonate with a part of us that we don't like about ourselves really whether we're aware of it or not so if we don't like if we like overly what feels like obnoxious or overly arrogant people um or if it's like people that are kind of meek or timid or people that are you know whatever it is that we have a like something about somebody we don't like their energy what's happening there is that they're like a in a way like a mirror uh showing us a part of ourselves that we are not fully comfortable with and it doesn't mean we have to we have to like everyone or we have to get along with everyone or that some people are just really, you know, like not an energetic fit where it's just like really like, like that fingers on a shockboard vibe. And some people, it's just like, we just feel, wow, we just, I just know you, if there's a connection and there's a flow that, that just is naturally there. But what I found is that as we heal ourselves and as we get more comfortable with all the different parts of ourselves, the people that we interact around us, they don't seem to trigger us as much because there's, it's like that part of ourself that we have not, that we in the, maybe in the past didn't uh, connect with, didn't uh, allow, didn't, uh, didn't acknowledge in some way is now integrated. Then the, the person outside of us no longer triggers that part of us. So all of a sudden we don't encounter those people. It's like we, we encounter less people that trigger us. And we're like, oh, you know, maybe there's just like less irritating people in this environment, but it's like, no, it's you, right? You do the work internally, it changes outside of you. <laughs> like you, you shift it inside and suddenly you're meeting like, oh, everyone's so much cooler. Um, so there is a, there is an energy, very energetic um, connection that happens there for sure and in some people it's like there's an energetic irritation or a repelling effect and it has to do with dissonance or resonance i read about it that something we don't like about other people is we don't allow allow ourselves to actually accept in ourselves like you said that's true yes 100 percent. so and then if you don't accept that in yourself like if you're like okay I don't like people who are overly bossy or overly assertive. Then there's a part of ourself that that is that is assertive that that is that like can set a boundary that can say yes or no or be you know forceful about something. And we have learned or can been conditioned in some way, shape, or form that that is not that's not good or that we get pain when we we got pain when we tried to assert that part or we got you know we we got made fun of or we were hurt in some way and so like that energy or we had a parent or a teacher or a you know family member or something that shamed us or um you know made fun of us or or punished us or whatever for for having that energy or they scared us with it you know like it was like they were so overpowering and dominating or they were where they were so weak and like wishy-washy and we get so annoyed when we encounter people that are indecisive or whatever it is but it's always something that we experienced and we deemed that that is not we don't like it it's not okay we're hurt by it we're we're affected by it and then we project that out really we there's no like world out there separate from us it's 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 all affected by and influenced by our interaction with it so if there's something we don't feel comfortable with within within ourselves because we learned that it wasn't okay to feel that or it was super uncomfortable then we will not like it in other people right it reminds us of something that we are not fully resolved with so when we do the work to like be more and more okay with each of those different types of energy 
and we start to feel it and experience it, we, it gets easier to be with all types of energy and all types of people and people trigger us less and we can be less reactive. That doesn't mean that you need to hang out with all those people all the time. We still are going to, you know, we're still going to gravitate towards certain types that are going to be more in resonance, but the aggravation, irritation, um, or fear or avoidance and stuff can, can shift dramatically when we do the, the work on ourselves, which is working with energy and it's bringing an awareness to these parts of ourselves. And what do you think when we experience pain in our body, what is our body trying to tell us? Well, it's different in different cases, right? I mean, um, sometimes the pain is just telling you, Hey, pay attention. Like you are working too hard and not paying attention to your body and you need to drink more water and you're getting headache because you're dehydrated. It could be a simple, like physical thing. Like you're, you're not, you're, you're overriding or you're not paying attention and your body's recalling for something that you're not giving it. And so it finally gives you a symptom. Sometimes the pain is like, uh, is a, is a feedback to so you push too hard, you know? Sometimes the pain is is more like a, a pain that you're experiencing that's more in your emotions and in your mind, which is which is felt in the body, but it's like, you know, maybe you maybe you didn't set a boundary with someone and you weren't assertive with them and and you let them kind of walk all over you and then you feel resentment and regret and you feel shame or you feel all this stuff. And instead of expressing it and setting the boundary and saying, you know what, this isn't okay, um, you're just like, no, it's okay, it's fine, and then you and then you harbor that and you hold that energy then you start to have like physical pain maybe it's low back pain or maybe it's in your neck um you know some people will get there's there's low back pain is very common it's one of the most common causes of like reasons why people miss work um and and can't physically you know work out and 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 just you know their their back pain is a huge you know a huge thing in our in our in the world really What's interesting with back pain is that in a lot of cases, I found this in my practice and I worked with people over like two and a half decades, but I also, there's research on this as well, that there's a strong correlation between low back pain and like job dissatisfaction and financial stress and relational stress. And people, you know, who are experiencing low back pain, it's also, you know, it's ties into the energetic centers or lower chakras that tie into your sense of root security, uh, your sexuality, um, your creativity. So there's like all this energetic and emotional and physical stuff all kind of glommed together. And, um, and so in that case, for so many people, like they might experience back pain, but the back pain is a signal that's saying, Hey, like you're not okay with what's actually going on, but you're not dealing with it. So, we're going to interrupt the body's like, we're going to interrupt you. We're going to give you some feedback that's going to stop you from continuing to do what you're doing and make you stop and pay attention. And hopefully you will change something. But a lot of people override that and they go, well, I'll just take some Advil or, you know, I'll go in and more, I'll get some more strong medication or I'll try to do some Pilates or I'll do some yoga or I'll stretch it out or, or, or and I'll work out and try to strengthen things. And sometimes that is what's needed. Sometimes you, it's, it's about, you know, using your physical body and strengthening something. But so many times when your body's giving you symptoms, it's not about just strengthening something. It's about connecting. It's about feeling what's going on there. And why is your body giving you this? What does it want? What is, what is your body, your body, which has a, has a very sophisticated way of communicating to you that gets overridden so often 
until you don't feel, you know, so many people are numbed out. So they're overriding that subtle energetic connection that we were talking about earlier. When you just know things, you sense it, you feel something, you get a word, it pops into your mind. People override that. They learn how to not listen to themselves and listen to their bodies. And then they do the same thing. And they like, they're, they're obsessed with like their body has to look a certain way. They have to, you know, be a certain weight. They have to, they have, they push themselves with all this pressure to conform in a certain way. And it can create so much internal pressure that it can end up with a lot of symptoms because you're not like resting when your body really wants to rest. You're not breathing and relaxing and opening up because you feel like I can't, because I have all these things to get done and like who has time to really, you know, let it go, let it down. And so we're trying to like do things to change how we're feeling so often by I'll just have a glass of wine and then I'll finally I'll relax at the end of the night with a couple glasses of wine and instead of really listening to the body which is maybe saying drink a lot more water change your diet change your you know like your sleeping habits like stop doing this start doing that we tend to override that in our culture and try to be feeling good all the time and that you know that just that isn't a that isn't that isn't a a good path. I mean, the the path to like being connected and listening and tuning in and going, okay, I I need to stop right now. Actually, I'm feeling sad today. I need to just feel this and express it and move that energy. And then I need to like listen to my body and I need to go for a walk. I need to get some sunshine. I need to call this person up and express what's going on and have a conversation about it and like process it. Um, Talk to my therapist. I need to, you know, really move my body and express and dance and let it move through. And you know, instead of doing that, sometimes it's just like, no, I'm just going to work harder. I'm going to like keep it all together, and then I'll, you know, and then whatever person, and I'll then I'll have a, you know, CBD gummy or a, or I'll I'll drink a couple glasses of wine or whatever it is that someone is is doing to try to like not feel or just try to take the edge off. That can lead to your body having to give you more and more pain because you're not actually dealing with what's actually happening. So pain in the body can be a simple thing like, hey, stop doing what you're doing, move your body, shift and change position. It can be, wow, the way you're living your life is completely out of balance and you need to make changes or you're going to keep getting pain and it's going to get worse. Or it could be, you know, you need to change your diet. You need to, you know, look at this or look at that. So if we look at pain, not as just a nuisance that we try to get rid of and make go away so that we can do what we want to do. And we go, oh, pain is actually our communication that comes up when we have missed some of the other feedback. When we've overridden or just not ignored or not paid attention to something that our body was telling us on a more subtle level, that's when we get into more and more pain. And so if we learn how to listen and, and decipher what our body is telling us through our energy and our awareness that we don't have to like just sit there and treat pain and live in pain. It can, it can massively shift. It's like we go to a doctor and ask him for a quick fix and it just works for a little bit, but the root of the problem is not fixed. So we still have it. Yeah. There's still, I mean, we're ultimately at the end of the day, you know, there's you and your life and the way you're living your life. And if that's incongruent, if you are not living in sync with what really is your is is true for you or you're just like so disconnected that you don't even really know what you want or 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 what feels right to you because you've just like learned to not feel or you're just numb or you've learned to 
or you do feel deeply, you are connected to things, but you just don't, you don't feel like you, you, you can make those changes. Like some might, someone might be in a relationship and they're just like, I know I need to leave this relationship, but I'm going to wait, you know, I, I can't, I can't deal. I need to wait 10 years until the kids are grown up or whatever, or they're in a job that they hate, or they're in a, um, you know, they're in a, some kind of situation or a family situation where they're not speaking up, they're not expressing, they, they, there's a, a lot of avoidance going on, then you're going to have symptoms show up because the symptoms are, are a way to, to, to get you to make a change where the mind might be saying, no, I can't do this. Like, like I, I, kn I know what I need to do, but I, I'm not going to do it. I'm not ready to do it. I'm scared to do it. Sometimes we just don't even know though. We think we're fine. We're just like, no, I'm fine. Everything's great. And you're like, wow, your body's falling apart. All these challenges in your life. The person that you're with is like a total jerk to you. This is all happening. And you're like, are you sure you're fine? And you're like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm getting migraine headaches every day. And my low back is in pain. I'm like, my menstrual cycle is all messed up. My, I'm anxious and depressed, but I'm fine. And it's like, wait a minute. All those things are not normal. That's not normal that shouldn't just be happening those are all signals that your body is actually telling you you're something's off you got to actually start to explore and look at what do i need to change what do i how do i need to change instead of just trying to treat things and don't change anything in my life um and and uh and so that's what i always encourage people to uh, to do is, is is start working on yourself where you become more aware and you start to shift your energy and you start to come out of that stress state, then you'll just know innately, intuitively, you'll know what needs to happen. But it only comes from a place of connection. And that takes a commitment and a desire to, to get more authentic and more real with yourself. And I think that's, that's, you know, that's where people who are successful in whatever they're doing in life, um, they, they, they are typically in certain areas, at least, they really listen to themselves. They listen to their intuition. They listen to that and they feel the energy and they make choices based on that. But everybody's got challenges, right? So like even the most quote unquote successful people have challenges in some areas. So if like you're really good in finance, you might be really, really challenged in relationship. If you have amazing relationships, you might have trouble in finance or you might have trouble in, you know, with, with your physical health with something. But so everybody has, everybody's humans. So we've all got challenges, but those are the places we have work to do. Yeah, I think so too. What is your favorite quote that you live by? You know, um, uh, Ramana Maharshi was a, uh, a very high being, a very like an enlightened uh, being in, in India. And he said, uh, self-reform is, is, uh, leads to social reform. And I think, I know, I really love that. Like, look, I, I don't need to go out there and like change the world trying to change other people. I just have to do the work on increasing my own awareness. I have to be congruent and I have to be responsible for how I live my life. The more I do that work, the more compassion I feel for others, the more loving I feel, the more empowered I feel, and the more I can actually impact the world around me. So that's something that I, I, I definitely live by. It's like I have to look within and and, uh, and make the changes that I need to make it evolve myself. And then that, that actually becomes a way to change the world around me. Yeah, I totally agree. That's the best advice, the best quote, I think. Oh, thank you. And where can our listeners find you? Social handles, all the information? Um, you, you know, you can find my, I have a website, johnamaral.com. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Dr. John Amaral. 
D-R-J-O-H-N-A-M-A-R-A-L. Um, and those are the two, probably the, the places where you can find out more about, um, you know, what I'm up to. Um, typically I do events in LA right now. Those are on hold because of COVID. Um, I have a year long program that, um, that people, um, uh, you know, see me, we do events around the, around the country and even outside of the country. And then I see a lot of private clients. So I see a lot of, um, I do a lot of private visits and home visits and stuff for people in, uh, in the LA area. So that's also a way that, um, people can like work with me and they can find that out through my website. Um, and then also on my website, I have a, a free, um, course, which is the fight or flight to flow challenge. And anybody can just go to my website and, and click that and it'll give you access to a whole seven day program where you can um, do some exercises that are based on this energy flow formula and you can learn how to use breath and focus and movement and start to get benefits of, of this um, no cost and just you know, get you um, an experience of some of the, uh, some of the elements of what, I, of what I'm doing. Thank you so much, John. Thank you for being my guest. Alia, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it and I look forward to uh, our paths crossing when you get out here to LA. Yeah, thank you. That was all for today, guys. Not Basic Blonde podcast is available on all the major podcast platforms. And you can find me on Instagram. It's not Basic Blonde underscore or NBB podcast. To show some extra love and support the show, tag NBB podcast on your Instagram stories. New episodes are available every Tuesday and Thursday. And if you haven't, subscribe, rate, and review Not Basic Blonde podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.